featuring Ani DeFranco and Tom Morello and sung by Ryan Harvey. And that was a single called Old Man Trump. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a soundtrack for the resistance, a topical solution for the political revolution. I want to hear from you. So if you like what you hear or if you don't, send me an email at polyrical at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at polyrical and check out the website polyrical.com. Before we jump into the music, I want to shout out uh, thanks to John Ellis of Uphill Media, who promoted Polyrical recently on an episode of Awake with John and Marcus. John launched Bernie 2016 TV a few years back, and he's grown and evolved his media project into Uphill Media with multiple programs and live streams of progressive events and actions. You can check out Uphill Media on YouTube for more. It is well worth your time. Here is Guantanamerica by Alex Chilton off of the album Blacklist.
topic of the episode for this episode of a polyrical is prisons and here's a real brief uh set of facts from prisonpolicy.org by peter wagner and bernadette raboy the american criminal justice system holds more than 2.3 million people in 1719 state prisons 102 federal prisons 901 juvenile correction facilities 3,163 local jails and 76 Indian country jails, as well as in military prisons, immigration, detention facilities, civil commitment centers, and prisons in the U.S. territories for a country that prides itself on so much freedom. There are so many people that are not free for a number of different reasons, some valid, some perhaps not so valid. Kicking us off here is Loretta Lynn off of her album Van Leer Rose with Woman's Prison. I 
I'm in a woman's prison with bars all around. I caught my darling cheating. That's when I shot him down. I caught him in a honky tonk with a girl I used to know. The door to my cell is open wide, and a voice cries out, "Oh no!" The judge says I'm guilty. My sentence is to die. I know I've been forgiven, but the price of love is high. Bio. And 
I'd spend my time awaiting trial in jail. I said there is no justice as they let me out the door. And the judge said, this isn't a court of justice, son. This is a court of law. They first sent me to Windsor and then to Stoke-on-Trent. In a holding cell in Liverpool Three days and nights I spent My solicitor can't find me My family don't know I keep telling them that I'm innocent They say, come on son, in you go I was picked up on suspicion of something I haven't done And here I sit in F-Wing Waiting for my trial to come It's a cruel, unusual punishment That society demands Innocent till proven guilty Waiting on the mind up in this jail built in 1882 one man to one prison cell was a Victorian value now three of us are squeezed in here and you can't escape the smell of that bucket in the corner and we eat in here as well they let me out of this cage To slop that bucket out To get my food and bring it back And if I'm lucky, get a shower Apart from one hour's exercise I'm locked in all day You don't turn criminals into citizens By treating them this way of law and order The stench of wormwood scrubs With judges quick to sentence Sending more down from above It's a cruel, unusual punishment That society demands Innocent till proven guilty Rotting on remand And from the album Workers Playtime, that was Billy Bragg with his song Rotting on Remand. Here's a little bit from the Sentencing Project. It's just sentencingproject.org. This is by Kara Gotush, no Goch, G-O-T-S-C-H, and Mark Maurer. Attorney General Jeff Sessions' newly newly issued sentencing directive to federal prosecutors revoking the Obama-era Smart on Crime initiative is a devastating revival of the war on drugs. The repercussions of this move will undoubtedly reverse the decline in the federal prison population of recent years. 
incarcerate more people engaged in the lower levels of the drug trade, and exacerbate racial and ethnic disparities in the federal criminal justice system. The war on drugs in the 1980s fueled a sharp rise in the number of federal drug prosecutions. Growing political and public hysteria had emerged with the introduction of crack cocaine into urban communities, leading to the adoption of harsh mandatory minimum sentences for drugs and their increased prioritization by prosecutors. During a 20-year period beginning in 1986, time served in prison for drug offenses tripled, increasing by more than three years. Today, people incarcerated for a drug conviction comprise half of the federal prison population. Most are not high-level actors or drug kingpins and have limited criminal records. There are more people serving life without parole sentences for drug crimes in federal prisons than for murder. A fact not lost on former President Obama, his 1,700 sentence commutations for drug offenses before he left office included a third who were serving a life sentence. Here is the prison song by System of a Down off the album Toxicity. Secret wars around the world 
drugs are now your global policy Now you police the globe Madonna, crack, not smack, not bitch Right here in Hollywood Drug money's used to rig elections And train brutal cover-sponsored dictators around the world They're trying to build a prison 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 So you and me to live in Another prison to stop Another prison to stop Another prison to Half a hundred Six times to Pick up your pen Child, my child Count it up now That's the number that I mean It's a number Just a number Count it up, child While you can Understand it And remember It's the number they gave a man It's a number, just a number One of hundreds, a sign of shame Each man's jacket had a number Men had numbers, none had names Hitler's system took their freedom Took them prisoner one by one For the courage of their convictions They were tortured, gassed and burned They took communist, they took pacifist They took social democrat Jew and Christian all were prisoners In the concentration camp To the camp of Esther Wigan Listen, child, and understand They took Karl von Osiecki And broke his body But not his mind In Berlin upon the 4th of May 1938 The Gestapo with its treatment Signed his death certificate 562 His prison number Listen child, beg you please Keep in mind, always remember He got the Nobel Prize for peace In the struggle against injustice He fought hard and he fought long Child, remember Osietsky Peace won't come by words alone And that was Dick Goen off of the album A Different Kind of Love Song with his song Prisoner rounding out our set on prisons. 
Here are a few words from Howard Zinn. This is called In Prison and the USSR off of the album Heroes and Martyrs. Emma Goldman, Sacco, and Vanzetti and the Evolutionary Struggle. So they were sent to prison. Uh, she and uh, Berkman uh, um, and uh, spent two years in prison from 1917 to 1919. Uh, uh, and Emma Goldman in prison, uh, well, she had a remarkable effect on other prisoners. Uh, they, they looked upon her as, as a leader, a mother. She took care of them. She nurtured them. She was a nurse, but aside from that, she was just a person who cared for all the human beings that she encountered in prison. Berkman went to Atlanta Federal Penitentiary, where he served what prisoners call hard time, uh, punished again and again, put in solitary again and again. And if you want to get an idea of what he suffered in Western Pennsylvania State Penitentiary, and uh, those 14 years, uh, which almost drove him to suicide, which drove many of his fellow prisoners to suicide, you'd have to read the prison memoirs of an anarchist. But in 1919, they came out of prison with deportation proceedings against them to send them back to Russia. And uh, J. Edgar Hoover appeared at their deportation proceedings uh, to, uh, to he, you know, he, yeah, he's been there, there a long time, uh, J. Edgar Hoover taking a hand in their deportation proceedings, uh, referred to them as two of the most dangerous people in America. And so they were, they and, and other people picked up in the Palmer Rage, you know, the sweeping of, of radicals and socialists and the labor organizers or, you know, without trial or anything, hearings or anything, put them on the ship, send them uh, across the ocean. And so they were sent back to Russia They'd come from Tsarist Russia, but they were sent back to what was now in 1919 Soviet Russia. Uh, and this becomes all this, of course, is a whole new uh, phase of their lives. And I can see already that I'm never going to get to all the things I want to talk about, but that's okay. Uh, you can read, read, read. Uh, but uh, they. They arrive in the Soviet Union, fresh from with a, with a revolution, and in a, they're happy that a revolution took place in the Soviet Union, in Russia, right? <coughs> happy that the Tsarist regime is overthrown, but not happy with the with Bolshevik power, uh, not happy with the, the, what they see as the increasing uh, repression of the Bolshevik government, uh, not just against capitalists and bourgeois, but against other radicals, against anarchists, against people who protest against Soviet policies, criticize Soviet policies. Uh, they, they meet Lenin, they meet Trotsky, they meet Maxim Gorky. Gorky is putting out a little newspaper, Novaya Vremya. It's a newspaper in which Gorky criticizes the Bolshevik regime for doing, for sending troops against dissidents the way the Tsarist regime did. Now this is there, and uh, finally the, the final blow to them is the, the rebellion at, of the Kronstadt sailors just outside of Petrograd, uh, which is crushed by Lenin and Trotsky and, and the, the Soviet regime, the sailors who, who were dissatisfied with the conditions who wanted the revolution to do 
more for them, uh, you know, than obviously was, was going to happen. And so the, uh, the crushing, this was the end. They left the Soviet Union. They spent the rest of their lives in, as exiles in Europe, uh, and uh, mostly in France. And uh, um, Emma Goldman spent most of the remaining years in, in southern France, uh, actually in a nice place on the Mediterranean. Uh, poor, poor, uh, but nice. Uh, and Berkman, uh, Berkman spent some time there, some time outside of Paris. They maintained this correspondence all these years, and and you'd have to read the this collection. They let us nowhere at home by the Drinnens. So our artist of the episode is Ryan Harvey. Here's a little bit from Ryan Harvey off of his website, RyanHarveyMusic.com. With the unplugged storytelling of traditional American folk music and the compassionate alarm of early political punk, Ryan's songs are situated between the streets, the radical bookstores and cafes, and the DIY basement show. From Baltimore, Maryland, he has taken his powerful, insightful, and humorous songs and stories of activism and political analysis around the world for a decade, visiting 19 countries and performing in some of the epicenters of recent uprisings, including Cairo, Athens, Madrid, Reykjavik, and Lisbon. In June 2015, Ryan launched Firebrand Records with Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello and built a platform for radical political artists globally. Ryan's performances are part storytelling, part song, and part stand-up political comedy. Speaking in his own voice, he presents kaleidoscopic narratives of modern social movements, political history, and personal stories aimed at moving the listener to question, act, and self-reflect on serious issues affecting the world today. So kicking us off with Ryan Harvey set is Ordinary Heroes off the album Ordinary Heroes. Standing on the shoulders of people who sat and stood and fought and sacrificed their lives and time so that we'd be better off. I'm talking about ordinary people whose courage held them through. We need many Harriet Tubmans and we need many Sojourner Truths, ordinary heroes. Fields of California and the mines in Trinidad grew a spirit of justice that spread across the nation and lit a fire that burned so bright that it still brings people hope. We need many Cesar Chavez's and we need many Mother Joneses, ordinary heroes, ordinary heroes, ordinary heroes. Ordinary 
changes don't come about from some mystical twist of luck. Then fruits of people sweating and stressing and never giving up. It takes a lot of hard work and commitment to lift every voice and sing. We need many yellow bakers and we need many Martin Luther Kings. Ordinary heroes. Ordinary heroes. Ordinary heroes. Standing on the shoulders of people who put a lot of hard work in and pass along their trials and errors to future generations and the stories that we pass along will be the thing that keeps us in. We need many Woody Guthrie's and we need many Howard Sins. Ordinary heroes, ordinary heroes, ordinary heroes. It's best to know the worth of what you got before it's gone But you can't let yourself get stuck Cause you're afraid you might be wrong You're nostalgic for 68 I'm nostalgic for 99 But sometimes thinking back too much Can make you close your eyes Cause what we do today Matters both today and tomorrow Read about unless it impacts what you do. You wanna recreate 68, you wanna recreate 99. Try learning their hard lessons to reflect and then refine. Cause the good old days just suck sometimes if you ask those who were there. And the answers weren't just blown in the wind that we put there. What we do today matters both today and tomorrow. Simplified with the passing on of time 
and causes and effects sometimes take decades to define a scene the launch shadow of 68 by the ruins of the Berlin Wall I seen the launch shadow of 68 in Seattle and looking back from here now all the pieces seem to fit sometimes it's hard to notice the changing world when you're right inside of it oh, but without us the future is a boat without a sail Without our best attempts, we set the next ones up to fail What we do today matters both today and tomorrow And that tune was Today and Tomorrow off of the album Today and Tomorrow by Ryan Harvey, where he reminds us it's important to learn history, but not to be stuck in history, but use it to inform what we do today and how we act and what type of action we take. Here's a little something Ryan Harvey wrote before the recent presidential election. Domestically, populations that have been poised to benefit from long-term U.S. power, white America, for instance, are feeling the possibility that they may have to live different lifestyles in the future. Their fear of even slight downward mobility mixed with their privilege-enhanced expectations is pushing the agendas of the far right, which has successfully eclipsed traditional conservative ideas with a neo-fascist agenda that places the U.S., Austria, and the U.K. first. Trump admits this relative decline more or less when he paints a picture of a U.S. where, quote, everything is bad and we are, quote, losers. Even the freshly renovated waterfall and sculpture-filled airports of the U.S. are apparently in, quote, third world condition to him. Though such a description is blatantly is blatant mythology it may sound like it could be true to those who think the country is falling apart the idea that the country is literally deteriorating backs up trump's image of an america on the brink of extinction and justifies the state of siege mentality his campaign relies on for its momentum while its decline as hegemony is reality the inevitable near-term catastrophic end of the U.S. itself is a fiction invented by the same folks who would deny the existence of climate change and swear that Obama is secretly a Muslim. However, there are multiple generations now that were raised to believe they would be better off than their parents and their dreams are being shattered. That belief reliant on a U.S. that would rule the world for a long time to come is not standing up to reality. Though generations of administrations have distributed soldiers across the world, built large military bases, and designed trade packs to solidify economic arrangements that favor U.S. corporations, they no longer see a future in their favor. And the next two songs are both from the album Can't Turn Back Songs from the Global Uprisings. We're going to... uh, wrap up the ryan harvey set with can't turn back but before that here is cul-de-sac conquistadors well there's bombs in your buildings america the great and you're terrified of strangers and you foster so much hate you stormed around this planet tearing at the roots 
Now the chickens are coming home to roost America Half the world is starving and they're starving Cause of debt you say they want an open market They just don't know it yet As your economic hitmen talk bullshit to the press The teenage refugees strap explosives to their chests Build a wall along the border and close your enemies Keep food and water from the hands of those in need Parade your military, fold the flag for their parents Send them out to occupy and die around the planet America This is your policy Northern Pakistan directed from Nevada by some summer soldier playing games on the computer. Was he already dead? Has he been stripped of reason? Killing from afar while he's comfortably living. This is the country that the rest of the world sees. This ignorant, obnoxious, xenophobic, anti-peace. Call the sack conquistadors with everybody's share With its hands and its soldiers and its money everywhere Saying fuck the world community We'll go it on our own Dropping bombs on third world countries To prove how much we've grown But there's an orphan generation Just waiting when it all blows back It's gonna blow up in our faces, America This is our destiny From your past, but now the breeze is blowing. If you want to heal these wounds, and it's a good time to begin, America, because this is real. Yeah, this is real, America. Yeah, this is real. We got a long way to 
have a long way to go and a lot of different ways to try to get there direct action speaking out and voting it's one of those ways voting unfortunately hasn't gotten us where we need to be in the past but that doesn't mean you shouldn't vote but you should vote for someone who you believe in someone who is going to fight for the things that you are fighting for uh that's something i promised myself when i turned uh 18 and was able to vote for the first time that i I do think voting is important but i don't necessarily think voting for the candidate on the ballot is specifically important and i promised myself when i turned 18 i would never hold my nose and vote i wouldn't vote for someone just because they're on the ballot or because they're the likeliest candidate to win or because they're uh, not as bad as the other person on the ballot. I'll only vote for someone who I believe in. That doesn't mean I agree with every single thing they believe in, but because there's only one person that fits that bill and that's me. And, And so if there's no one on the ballot, I do occasionally write myself in, but usually there is someone with some progressive values on the ballot that I can vote for. And usually, and virtually always, that is not somebody nominated by one of the two major parties. So in any event, here is Alan Ross Hayes, Haynes, sorry, Alan Ross Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S, off of Naked Demos with Clothespin on Your Nose. Corporations and special interest groups By candidates favored with their loot Politicians line their pockets, it's a racket They should wear their sponsors' names on their jackets So put a clothespin on your nose and vote We're all in the same sinking boat 
Just watch the TV news They'll tell you how to choose Put a clothespin on your nose and vote Good staff writers, strong personalities Help candidates sell generalities So we choose Tweedledum or Tweedledee our next prostitute in D.C. So put a clothespin on your nose and vote. We're all in the same sinking boat. Just watch the TV news. They'll tell you how to choose. Put a clothespin on your nose and vote. It's election time, a time we must endure It's time to choose between garbage and manure So put a clothespin on your nose and vote We're all in the same sinking boat Just watch the TV news They'll tell you how to choose Put a clothespin on your nose and vote Put a clothespin on your nose and vote Put a clothespin on your nose and vote And that will just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical, the topical solution for the political revolution. Remember to email me at polyrical at gmail.com. Follow at Polyrical on Twitter. And you can support this podcast by making a monthly pledge on patreon.com slash unrelated things. Finishing up this episode, here is Against Me off their album Reinventing Axl Rose with Baby, I'm an Anarchist. Thanks for listening.
Cause baby, 